really organically, really like spontaneously. It's not just going in there and making a noise, folks. <laughs> the Classic Rock Files with Kelly Parker and Mike Young. Hi, Mike. Oh, hi, Kelly. Okay, so I got to tell you that I am impressed with Wolfie Van Halen. First of all, he becomes a musician. Now the pressure is on. Then they put him in Van Halen, and he's a teenager. Huge pressure. Now he's putting out his own music at 29 years old. Talk about the pressure of being in his dad's shadow. And he says he has absolutely no intention on the new album of copying Van Halen in any way, shape, or form. Well, that's good, because Eddie Van Halen and the Van Halen business slash band has uh, carved out a complete one-of-a-kind niche for themselves. And Wolfgang is where he is in his life because of who his dad is. So yeah. at this point, you have to branch out, but it's it's tough. There's, he's not the first rock star kid to do it. He was asked about if the re father's reputation, if Eddie's reputation is a blessing or a curse. And he said, it's a great question. It's both equally. Being who I am, I think people at the least will be interested in what my work will sound like, which is very nice. But on the other hand, if it's not exactly what they want to hear or doesn't try to sound Van Halen-y enough for them, they'll hate me and won't give me the time of day. I'm fully prepared for a wave of hate when my music releases because it won't be what people think it'll be. I'm not trying to be my father. I'm trying to be me. Now, the only piece of advice that I would give to him is, no matter what he does, no matter who he is, no matter how good it is, being the Internet, he's going to get hate anyway by a guy who you have absolutely no expectation of, and there's still going to be hate. It happens in every single genre where there is a son or daughter taking after a parent. For sure. And following in their footsteps to do something. Or someone taking the place of someone that was previously in a, in a position in a band. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like you're compared to what came before. Absolutely. And you rarely see the child be more successful than the parent in that regard because mm -hmm. they have this baggage. We saw, you know, John Lennon's kid and... George Harrison's kid and mm -hmm. all these great rock star children over the years, you know, have carved out their own unique paths, but they usually aren't rock superstars. They have no. to kind of slide in somewhere on their own. Jason Bonham has worked with so yeah. many people over the years, you know, but he's never going to be not John Bonham's kid. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? You have to be okay with that. Like talking about Sean Lennon. Yeah. There was Julian who had some success in the 80s. He did guest on Dennis DeYoung's new solo album, but Sean Lennon, of course, he's got this thing going, and Sean is a literal clone of his dad. He looks like he could step into the Let It Be album cover, like with the wide-brimmed hat and the beard and everything. It's incredible. So he's got those looks happening. Plus, he sounds like him. Uh, he has obviously handled it very, very well, and you just have to be able to do that. And it sounds like Wolfie's got a good attitude about it. Yeah, Sean Lennon most recently worked with uh, Les Claypool for their group, the Lennon-Claypool Delirium, which is yeah. a real nice treat if you like Beatles stuff because they do a wonderful job of not covering the Beatles but paying tribute to that sound from mm -hmm. that era. Wolfgang, for me, is just... You have a point where you're not a thing until your dad makes you a thing, right? You could have just... He could have yeah. gone to be a plumber, you know? Yeah. It's whatever he chose to do and he wanted to do music. So he's got the built-in hate because he has the leg up on everybody else. Yeah. You know, here's all the... The tools, here's all the ins, here's mm -hmm. the producer you get to work with. Like yep. it's all just head laid into the out studio in, in the basement. And the immediate attention of any radio station around the world when he releases his first signal, like mm -hmm. for the band that's working from scratch, having to claw their yeah. way up to just a sniff of what he has in fifteen years. Sure. Wolfie's got it all. So there's another reason why people are hate would be hating is just the pure jealousy of like why you and not me? 
Well, he's handling it well, and I guess we'll find out when he finally does release this album, because I think it was supposed to come out in the spring, and then, of course, pushed back because of the pandemic, what Wolfgang Van Halen's music sounds like. It's funny, because in 2015, his dad was asked about the music, and obviously things change in five years, but this is early goings, and he said the music is like ACDC meets Van Halen, so <laughs> not well, helping matters. <laughs> exactly, Dad, I got this. Speaking of Van Halen, while the coronavirus has got its stranglehold on live music, David Lee Roth, still busy. Yeah, he's working his way through his physical conditioning, which he really keeps up, and also art. We've seen some art posted by David Lee Roth on Twitter over the last several months. But he's also taken some time to do an interview and uh, given some insight onto what's going to happen with Van Halen in the future. He said, I don't know that Eddie is ever really going to rally for the rigors of the road again. He says, I don't even want to say I've waited, I've supported for five years, because what I do is physical as well as musical and spiritual. Is it? Is it spiritual? I don't know. He thinks it is. On and stage? that's really the most important part. Look, here's my dogs for 10 minutes. He says, you can't take five years off from the ring, but I did, and I do regret a second of it. He's a bandmate. We had a colleague down, and he's down now for enough time that I don't know that he's going to be coming back out on the road. You want to hear the classics? You're talking to him. And that right there is the reason why David Lee Roth does interviews and brings up Van Halen. Yeah. So he can sell the fact that he's out there playing Van Halen songs, and if you want to hear those songs, you go see him. Or Sammy. Those are the guys playing Van Halen songs. Eddie's not. So just so you know, Kelly, he's playing the Van Halen songs. That's my understanding based on that quote there is that uh, if you want to hear the Van Halen songs uh, done with David Lee Roth's voice, you're going to have to go see David Lee Roth. But you saw him in Fargo when he opened up for Kiss, and you said he was really good live. So, yeah, I mean, did it do it for you as far as a pseudo Van Halen show? I mean, I've seen Van Halen uh, with Sammy. Sammy's my Van Halen guy. I much prefer him yeah. uh, to Dave. Have but... you seen Van Halen with Dave? No, I, I haven't. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, this was fine the background vocals were <laughs> ringing endorsement were uh, pre-recorded i mean it's it's an opening band to kiss so they don't let them go crazy yeah there's no you know the lights and lasers and big screens of a van halen rock show but his voice sounded good for mm -hmm. the age that he's in and uh and he's better still... than we'd sort of been led to believe yes. because the only thing we'd seen was fan shot video from phones in the audience and it sounded awful yeah i mean this isn't prime david lee roth but it's completely serviceable if you go in with the right expectations yeah and um yeah he's still got the energy to do you know and he's smiling he's having a good time and that in turn makes the crowd have a good time he's the clown prince of rock and roll i will say this for what it's worth about three nights ago i had a dream that i was at a david lee ross show sounded fantastic ah, the best shows sound the best when they're in dreams and that's what dreams are made of that's what oh that would have been a much better segue i'm an idiot too late the new numbers are in the new numbers are in and once again classic rock just a juggernaut yeah, Nielsen has released the uh, stats on music consumption in the streaming world for the first half of the year. Classic rock artists dominating in the rock format. The Beatles at number one, followed by Queen, Imagine Dragons, Fleetwood Mac, and Metallica. So four of the five representing the uh, classic rock genre of music. Five most streamed rock albums of the first half of 2020. Queen, Greatest Hits, number one. Elton John's Diamonds, another Greatest Hits package, number two. Creedence Clearwater Revival's Chronicle, another Greatest Hits package. You seeing a trend here, Kelly? Yeah, absolutely. Journey's Greatest Hits, huh. number four. And here, here's an outlier, Fleetwood Mac's Rumors, the uh -huh. only studio album in the top five that isn't a compilation. So that goes to the power of that album, uh, which continually, as years go by, gets more and more beloved. And the yeah, most it's just stupid success. I don't even know what the millions are as far as those sales, but it's just stupid numbers, along with Eagles' greatest hits and a couple other ones. That Fleetwood Mac will still be selling 100 years from now. 
And the most streamed rock song, not classic rock, Imagine Dragons Believer, but followed by Journey's Don't Stop Believing, Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody, Panic at the Disco's High Hopes. Wait, what? <laughs> Panic at the Disco's High Hopes. Imagine Dragons, Queen, Journey, Eagles, and Panic at the Disco in there? Well, that is a Donald Trump favorite. He's been using it as campaign rallies. Fair enough. Get those uh, red staters <laughs> streaming that track. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, and rock music accounting for 19.3% of music consumption in the U.S. I'm not sure if that's uh, up or down, but, uh, you know, rock, 20% of the uh, music consumption in the United States. Okay, go classic rock. Well, this is certainly a breath of fresh air. This headline, Brett Michaels has revealed that he's currently preparing to star in an action suspense movie called The Music Man. I mean, that sounds like a title for a action suspense movie. Doesn't it, though? It's right in line with The Glimmer Man starring Steven Seagal. Yeah. This might be a sequel, to be honest. I'm not sure. <laughs> it could be. Boy, nothing says shoot him up in action like a title like called The Music Man. But, uh, yeah, he shared a video of himself during firearms training for the uh, film. Exact details about the production, unclear. But he's kind of indicated that it'll be released as a series via streaming at some point in the future. Well, well I, see, that sounds more on brand. Yeah, I can't <laughs> imagine anyone actually shelling out hard-earned money at a theater Whenever Whoa. those come back, they're going to... I mean, this would be a type of movie that theaters would reopen for. Yeah. No matter what pandemic was sweeping the world. Oh, for The sure, Brett yeah. Michaels action suspense vehicle known as the Music Man. What's funny is we, t- we get these stories for you. We relay them, but we're reading uh, the facts from a site that prides itself on some kind of journalism, I would hope. Yeah, well... However, in this case, they said, Poison singer Brett Michaels, not a complete novice behind the camera. This is my favorite part of the story. <laughs> he has got experience in television as the star of Rock of Love with Brett Michaels. Which, Brett- of course, is a good precursor for doing an action film. Brett Michaels' Life as I Know It. Ditto. The Celebrity Apprentice 3. <laughs> and, of course, he was known to have played... Himself slashed banana in The Masked Singer most recently. I'm not particularly interested in seeing this, but if it comes out later on that uh, Brett Michaels in this uh, action thriller, The Music Man, is dressed as a banana, I'd be willing to check that out. Well, I've watched the video where he's shooting his gun, and he's not wearing a banana costume, but he is wearing <laughs> Nor two... Nor is he wearing a banana hammock. But he is wearing two bandanas now, as opposed to his just one. One along his mouth, of course, for the COVID, and yeah. the second one, of course, to hide his hairline. Yeah. Bandana Banana Boy. See, that would be a better title for the movie. I'd also check that out. So many wristos, too. So many (laughs) wrist augmentations he's got on. 15 on one sleeve, three on the other. I mean, he is supporting so many causes right now with those rubber wrist things. (laughs) A man of the people, Brett Michaels. So many that it muffles out the sound of the gunshots. And presuming that he's going to film this at some point when he's not on tour with the stadium tour, which is, of course, happening next summer, Maybe, according to Phil Collin, about a 50-50 shot at that. I'm kind of thinking, even though this is streaming, I'm probably putting it at 50-50 that this movie ever gets made. I'm going to even throw it lower than that. (laughs) Once they see the finished product, it'll be hard to release it. (laughs) That is the classic Rock Files. 94.3 The Drive Music Director, Mike Young. Thank you. Thank you.